Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. This is episode 118. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is slowly returning as I take time to edit shows that I recorded in 2022. So these are conversations from over a year ago. And today I'm joined with Karen Berkey. And I'm just sharing a snippet of our conversation because we kind of went everywhere. We're going to talk about her experience uh, as a cloth diaper leader, cloth diaper hobby, and uh, navigating cloth diaper groups. I think this is a really great conversation following Maya. You'll hear in the audio that I actually recorded this episode on the same day that I recorded last week's episode. Um, if you're new here, hi, my name is Bailey. I started the Cloth Diaper Podcast a few years ago to share stories from parents, retailers, and brand enthusiasts around the world. This is an opportunity for us to share our unique experiences and help kind of uh, humanize, normalize, diversify the cloth diaper industry. Today I own a retail store called nestandsprout.ca and that's where a lot of my energy is gone. So I have been uploading small shows here and there. Uh, my cloth diaper podcast Cloth Diaper Stash is for sale. You can find it at nestandsprout.ca. And if you are looking for maternity clothes, children's products, toys, clothing, I my winter boot order just arrived, come check us out at nestandsprout.ca. I would absolutely be thrilled to send you a package. We have a small cloth diaper stash, but it definitely, definitely is a project I need to work on. I might have my flats in when this gets to you, so... Feel free to check us out. Anyways, let's let's go on to the show. Who are you, and uh, where did your cloth diaper journey begin? Okay, um, so my name is Karen, and I started cloth diapering over three years ago. It uh, was with my first child, Calvin, and I honestly feel horrible that my mom brain is so bad. I can't even remember how I even heard about cloth diapers in the first place. Like some people can actually remember like, oh, someone told me about it or, oh, I saw this ad or, oh, I saw this Facebook post or something. I have no idea how I, <laughs> how I looked it up or started, it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, I went into hyper research mode as a pregnant woman, as we do with those things a lot sometimes. And I just um, thought it sounded like a good idea. And I, of course, like many people, went into it initially for partly environmental thing, partly because I didn't know if I wanted to deal with uh, how much, you know, cost of disposables were. Um, I just thought it would be less trash and less waste and less money. Well, obviously, the money part for me is completely out the window because that's what I've decided to spend most of my disposable income on <laughs> nowadays. That, and I linger and, in and, the industry without discovering that. Yes. And I think that was, I think what happened was, is that, you know, a lot of people get into it with just the very basic brands that sometimes you literally only see the ones on Amazon or even on target or really basic retailers like that and that's all you see at first and then you suddenly enter the other day I had a relative I don't know how it came up in conversation but basically I essentially ended up saying something along the lines of cloth diapering is sort of like one of my main hobbies like this is what I do you know I I use these diapers I talk about them I interact with other people 
on social media in the community. I try to advocate for it. Um, you know, it's something that I care a lot about. And this relative specifically said, like, that's not a hobby. What did she, what did she say it was? She's like, she just said it wasn't a hobby. She's, she basically just was trying to invalidate what I just said. And just basically <laughs> I was said, like, like, did she have a rebuttal that it is? No, no. Just, she just said, no, that's not a hobby. You need to get a real hobby. Um, and I was hobby, just like. An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. <laughs> yeah yeah and she and she basically tried to say yeah and so but basically she was saying it was not to I guess what her definition was of a real hobby because I remember you talking about this on social media as well or like following you yes yeah I made I made I did I did do Uh a post about it closer to when it happened because it really you know at the time I was dealing with a lot of uh, toddler sleep issues I was already very rattled emotionally more than I maybe normally would so you know if it was any other time I probably would have just brushed it off and been like oh whatever like you know this family member doesn't really understand it that much but at the time it just really shook me because it just kind of has been my main way to connect with other parents especially in these times um and we've we've in particular in our situation we've had a lot of people move away we don't have any family nearby uh some on any of my friends that I had had closer by, they've all moved. <laughs> they've needed to move somewhere farther away to much uh, more affordable or whatever it is. Um, so I've felt very isolated uh, physically um, and emotionally. So it's been a place to connect with people in whatever capacity I could. And so to say that it was not a hobby was just, uh, it just really bothered me. It just was like, and what have I been doing all this time? <laughs> Uh, probably many of us in this community can relate yeah it becomes and it just like baby wearing or that's the one big one baby wearing and probably cloth diapering both become these these kinds of leisure hobbies you know where we we don't have we're not meeting for camera club once a week but we're meeting online and we're sharing and we're talking about our experiences. Um, nobody's really going to understand that though. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing too, that I also do, which is the other part that maybe that would be what I would do after the diapering is over is I would try to find another way to be involved somewhat maybe professionally or through a volunteering aspect um, of helping with advocacy or education with cloth diapering or similar things um, is I also help admin on um, a Facebook cloth diapering group. Um, And I'm, you know, obviously don't stay on there like all day long because it's a very volunteer basis thing. Um, But I, I do love the idea of helping somebody solve a problem like if they've got a problem and they're struggling like I really do enjoy being able to troubleshoot with them and then to see you know at least virtually them going oh I'll try that I didn't think of that or whatever you know it just it really feels great to be able to do that um and so yeah I think it just sort of becomes this thing where 
it, it is, but it is sort of, that's why I feel so weird about it is that it's like, well, eventually this hobby will sort of end because I won't actively be using said items anymore, <laughs> but I can still try to find some way to contribute to the space um, and hopefully do that. Are there other the spaces where we kind of like retire out? Are I there don't other- know. It's, I guess anything that has to do with kids, I guess, like anything that's active to do with you raising your children, like you can still be involved with kids stuff when you no longer have young children, but it's, you know, it's not like your child is now involved in those things anymore. Like you're not, you know, you might be able to like, I mean, I, for like six years, I'm mortified of ever telling anybody in public what I actually do. Or the cloth that I bring is my hobby, which I mean, maybe that in itself. I mean, your because your experience is not because if people give you a funny look, and I don't want to deal with a funny look. Yeah, like, I think what I think is that's cloth the- that I bring, and then I have to give them this education, and I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the part too that's hard about all this is that um, a lot of the cloth I bring stuff because it's really not as mainstream as we would all hope it would be where it would like, like, I don't care what you decide to use at the end of the day. Like, Oh my God, like I'm not trying to tell you it's worse or better or whatever, whatever, like just do what works for you. But the point is, is that I just wish it was more of a like 40, 60, 50, 50, or even 30, 70. I don't care. It's probably like what doulas or midwives, you know, like if they were to introduce themselves, they probably avoid it too, because they just don't want to hear the horror birth story. Like, I just don't want to hear how bad your experience was. I I mean, I, I, I still remember, which is why I've now been so ingrained in the online community aspect of it, because there's some validation there and there's some more support there than you sometimes don't find in real life. I remember being in mom groups, you know, pre 2020 that, you know, I, they saw me cloth diapering my oldest son and they went, Oh, uh, are you washing those yourself? And I said, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been going great. It's been going fine. It's not really a big deal. And these three other women immediately just went on and on having their own separate little conversation that, you know, quickly ended the discussion um, and it basically shut down whatever positive things I got, I was able to say about it by basically talking about how they had all tried a diaper service and they hated how much it smelled and it was too much work and they just didn't want to deal with it. So they all had given it up at, after a certain amount of time of trying it. And that was it. That was like <laughs> literally the only physical in real life response but, you know, outside of my family that I had gotten about cloth diapers. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to get any just help. Like, yeah, it has such a weird, and then a weird stigma around it. And people are like, oh, let's just talk about how much we hate it. It was just, I, so thinking about, I just was talking with, oh God, I forgot her name. I was just talking with Myra. Myra was talking about how frustrated she was about cyber, how much we've normalized cyberbullying in Facebook groups, especially mom Facebook groups. And to some extent, I think what happened there is, is unintentional and it's, but if we feel it right, like they, they want to share their experience. They're not intentionally trying to shame you, but we all kind of were like, we, we are ones to judge and experience 
we we put that on ourselves but so yes. you admin a facebook group how do you yes. how do you how do you navigate that like what how do you support and ensure that we don't have this toxicity within that cloth diaper group in that I, space? And maybe some words to that for people who I, are- I think, I think what, at least for this particular cloth diaper group, you know, obviously because I'm an, an moderator, an admin person, you know, I'm not the main admin automated person. It's not my Facebook group. I just volunteered to do it, um, to help out. And basically, if I see a string of thread of a conversation starting to get into a negative territory of somebody specifically saying, you have to do it this way mm-hmm. or else, like there's an or else tone to it, or you can't do it this way, or you're doing this wrong, or there's, or just simply it starts to just cut into random stuff that has nothing to do with anything. Um, I remind them of the group's rules, some of the group's rules, which is to be kind or be gone. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, and also understand that not everyone's experience is the same. Not everyone's going to have the same uh, results from trying different things. Um, obviously the way the group is functioned uh, because it's based on a website that someone owns, you know, she does really want to make sure that people are not sharing stuff that is not from her own contents from her own website. So, you know, that's a whole thing. Um, so we try to say like, Hey, you know, we don't usually recommend this, but some people it might work. Or if this person says this works, then that's great for them, but it might not work for you. And I try to, you know, give them some starting points. I try not to just tell them like, this is what you should do. You have to do it this way. Like you just give them some options and say, you know, I don't know your whole situation. I don't know everything you need that's, you know, involved with your diaper washing routine or whatever the problem is. But, you know, you can start with these things. These are kind of some basic really things you can start from in terms of how to solve a certain problem or you know, how to figure out, you know, what do I need for this or that? And just go from there. And then if you still can't figure it out, come back and I'll help you again. Like, we'll try again. Like, just trying to keep it open and as welcoming and as just low pressure as possible. It's like, I hate this high stakes, like, it has to be this way or else stuff. Well, do, you just- think, do you think we can change it? Like, I mean, so this is what I was chatting with Myra about. She fell into, into those spaces yes. and had a really bad experience. And it took a even badder, badder, that's not English. It worse. took a yeah, worse. really bad experience for her to kind of get out of it. And uh, Facebook groups, especially the ones that have a my way or the highway approach continue to be like the most recommended and, but also the ones that get the most grief in my DMs yes. and brands DMs. So it's like, how do we, is there, is there a future? Like, I think that, I guess the idea is, is that what I find difficult is um, it's hard to know where someone's going to find the group first. Because that's the thing is like a lot of these groups command higher search results on Google. 
Mm-hmm. And that's honestly how they've prevented. And, and on forbidden. Facebook because they're they're active and they're busy. And yes, so they're they very active get... and they have thousands and thousands of members, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And basically, if I see someone mention something that I know is from one of those certain groups, and at least it's in the Facebook group that I'm in, that I'm admitting in, I specifically warn them. I say, you know, that group is unfortunately known for being very strict with their recommendations and we are not like that here okay I don't want you to think that you have to do it that's because a couple people have even commented and and left that group or come over to our group and been like do I really have to do it this way it doesn't make any sense and it's like you are right whatever you are feeling in your gut and your common sense is telling you that that's not right then you need to listen to that and that's Um, pretty much parenting yeah yeah honestly and and I think that it goes right back circles back to that. Am I doing this right? Yeah. Air quotes again. It is not a right or wrong. It's just what works for you. And as long as it's safe for baby and you're getting things clean and it's working for you, groovy, whatever, it's fine. Like I guess this high pressure toxicity the third is just time so... I've heard someone exactly say it like that. Like <laughs> where, what's it's, it's just, it's so frustrating because here you and me are having this conversation. I'm having it for the third time today. I'm going to air it for the third <laughs> time this year. And I'm going to continue to feel DMs for the rest of the year of people overwhelmed with their high pressure wash routines that it requires 16 steps and not um just like- yeah I think I think honestly what's happened for me is I've shifted over to almost to Instagram almost completely. I don't really I like I mean my Facebook is now like friends well not even I mostly just go I don't even know why I DM <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like basically most of my interaction in the cloth diaper space these days, unless I'm in the at Facebook group, I'm admin uh, that I moderate in. Um, I'm pretty much almost 90% of the time in Instagram because I, you know, sometimes Instagram obviously has its ups and downs in terms of what is good or bad about it. But at least for the cloth diaper space, it seems like it's slightly more accepting and it's a little bit more open well, you to don't, you don't get like the dog piling no in the you same don't. way no, and your feed shows up with different things and it's not like you can go to a specific group and search for certain mentalities it's just people kind of sharing its thoughts and experiences and you know yes. like you can create your own content and you kind of just it's a different way of engaging I was thinking about because I've been thinking about how I want to create a group and I've been like, I should create a group. I should create a group. And then I was like, no, 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 no. But at the end of the day, like, I'm actually just content. Like you, you did like a, you do edit. Did you do it? Something I was taken yesterday. <laughs> no, I, I tried to not be so old and I feeling about all this real stuff. And I tried to do that. Remix oh, I was like, thing. Oh, well, this is fun. Karen just duetted. And I think about like, <laughs> TikTok and on TikTok you can just like you reply to each other in videos and you kind of oh, just God. like I am I can like I'm too old for this myself. but I kind of enjoy that like kind of that uh community like somehow you're still in the community and you're still like answering questions but you're kind of doing it one-on-one through this video it's short-lived which yes is exhausting because you're always answering the same questions over and over again but it's almost yes. better because it's one-to-one 
Yes. I feel like I do get, um, and I have actually been randomly messaged by some people on through Instagram DMs, like that have saw that I posted something randomly and it showed up in their feed or who knows what, or somebody else shared it on their thing or who knows what. And they've asked specifically reached out to me and asked me random things, um, about cloth diapering or whatever it was. And I just always thought that was so funny. Cause it's like, you know, I'm not, I don't really consider myself a, an expert really, but I guess just, I don't really consider myself an expert. No. Yeah. And I don't think anybody should consider no. themselves an expert. I think that's a really it's poor like a term to use. Slope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I think just maybe like a veteran, like you've just been doing it for a while and you've been <laughs> slogging through it. Uh, and- yeah. I have an idea or two. Uh, something I've been telling people like in my DMs has been like, just find a mom or an influencer you trust. Like you could just ask any cloth diaper mom. So maybe that's why you're getting DMs. Because sometimes if people ask me to wash for tea, I'm just like, just ask anybody. Or they'll be like, how do I know who or where to go? And I'll be like, just ask any cloth diaper mom you trust. Like just that one-to-one conversation <laughs> instead of the Facebook. Well, I can't handle, like I hire Rami and I can't handle like the emails messaging that I get. So it's like trying that's the important work that everybody can do is providing one-to-one support, whether or not you think you're an expert or not. Like, cause most people just need to be reminded to trust in themselves. Yes. And trust in what you think is going to work for you. And, and to trust in their problem solving and to just problem solve with somebody else. Maybe like yes. a little bit of bantering of like, have you tried this or this? But a lot of the times it comes down, okay, here's some solutions, some ideas, and you pick which one and tra- trial and error. Like, and I, I can't go to your house and wash your diapers for you and fix it. So you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't uh, like show up at their house and be like, here, I'll help you. Um, but I have to say like, uh, there was one lady that um, used to be our neighbor and she moved down the street a bit, but I was so, it was the first time I'd ever had anybody actually approach me in real life and say, and ask me questions about cloth diapering and I actually want to try it a little bit way. And she wasn't intending to go full-time really at all. She just thought that maybe it would be a good idea to have her baby wear the cloth diapers every once in a while when he was getting a rash. Like she thought, oh, maybe I'll give him some, a break from the disposables and he'll hang out in the cloth diaper for a bit. So I actually loaned her a few of my diapers. Um, I had to uh, give her some more advice on uh, actual inserts or things to put in the diapers um, and a little bit about how to wash them just because she was the stuff she showed me that she was going to use for, <laughs> for the inserts um, just coming from a person who had not done as much research as I did. She just was using something that was never going to hold all the pee. <laughs> like just, yeah. it was going to be too thin. Like she was like, Oh, can I use this? And I'm like, um, you know, that's not probably going to hold up very well. <laughs> so here, why don't you try this? You know, and you don't even, don't even worry about having to go buy anything. Like just, just use some receiving blankets or use just whatever. Like if you have some burp cloths or whatever it is, like, it doesn't matter. Like just use whatever you've gotten around the house. Like it's fine. And then she was like, well, how do I wash these things? And I'm like, I'm like, honestly, you could literally just rinse it really good, get the poop in the toilet and then just throw it in the, your washer on the hottest longest wash cycle you've got and that'll probably cover you you're not really using very many of these and if you just rinse it really good ahead of time i'm sure you'll be fine and that was literally all i said literally all i said and so that was great though because i would never had that happen before and it was just nice and it but it was also interesting to me because for me i went like 
all in after like about eight months in of kind of doing it part-time. I went like super all in. And then I started trying all these different things and all these different brands and everything. And then I met a different person at a consignment kids consignment store who had done cloth diapering. And she literally had just used one brand the entire time. Didn't try anything else. Just used a stash that she had gotten from a friend of hers. And that was it. That's all she did. And that was her entire experience. And so that was very, it's, it just reminded me that everyone's experience is completely different and completely valid. And there's um, a ton of us who are just not hobbying it. No, like it's literally, exactly. I had a, I took a consult. With a, yeah. I took a consult with a mom in town for my, my side business thing, or I don't know which one's a side business anymore. Um, <laughs> and we were chatting and then she was like, you're, you're the one who, who does the cloth diapering stuff in town. Right. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I'm a cloth diaper mom too. And I was like, oh, cool. And so we started talking. Yeah. She just, she had 28 bum genius 5.0s. She was still using her microfiber, three kids, just never been on a Facebook group, never done anything, just <laughs> doing it. And that's, yeah. and it's like, it's those moments though, where you're like, it's information overload, which is a huge chronic issue right now globally yes information yes. overload is impacting every realm of our life and yes. it's hitting cloth diapering it's hitting parenting it's hitting health it's hitting everything and like this quest to know it all is uh and then we just get overwhelmed and confused and we give up and we abandon it and it's probably a marketing ploy to make money at the end of the day but yeah 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 I, I actually saw that in someone else's video and I, I made a comment about that I was cracking up about the pampers uh hybrid thing and I was I and I commented and then somebody else commented after me saying oh you said what everyone was thinking because <laughs> I basically just said like I because the person who had done the video was like oh you know it 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 failed after such a short amount of time oh, yeah. and this kind of sucks and it's not great um and, I, and she's like, but then she started second guessing herself. Like, well, maybe I didn't do it right. Or maybe I just had a bad batch. And I'm like, no, uh, that's a very big company with a lot of money. And they're not stupid. They have the best marketing people working for them. And I almost guarantee you they made it this crappy on purpose oh, like to make people go, wow, this is way more expensive. I and mean, it's I, I am asking them to throw mine in the wash and see if I get the same results just because trial and error is kind of fun. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But I would not be surprised. Absolutely not be surprised if that is literally all it was intended to do is to have someone be mildly curious because it happens to be on the shelf. They no. bring it home, oh, they try what, it. what do they call that? Intentional obsolete. I don't know what the, I don't know what the official marketing term is, but I know it's a thing. There's a, yeah. 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 Just something that just makes it seem too much, too much worth the trouble. So you and go obsolescence. back. Yeah. It, you go back to the product it's a novelty thing you initially and then you go oh wow this is really stupid and instead of thinking oh maybe I just am not doing it maybe I didn't hear figure it out correctly or maybe I should try something else no they just go oh, I'll just go back to their original thing which is what the company wanted all along <laughs> well, um, I mean, maybe we shouldn't be too much of a pessimist but yes <laughs> 
I'm sorry. At the at my core, I used to be a, a journalist. I used to be in news radio. So um, I kind of have always everywhere. been I've always been a little bit of a pessimist about certain things. And I have to say, like that type of stuff, I definitely think that there's some element to that. Like, I'm sure either way they get their money. Like that's the key is that yeah. either someone likes it and they continue to use it and it's kind and of- And one of the biggest challenges with cloth diapering is that the consumer is rarely coming back. You always are having to introduce a new range of customers and it's almost yes. not even, a vi- I mean, oddly enough, we've made it a marketplace, but it, I, yeah, like Teresa Luna Paca selling her like her brand. She's like, I don't, need anybody to come back like you're always having to get a new customer and it's like this is hard yeah especially since um like you were saying like what hobbies or what things are like this where you age out so to speak like unless you just keep pumping out kids unless you just keep having a kid yeah there there are some bloggers yeah you know they're on their 10th kid and they're still still in it and doing it i guess as a hobby i'm trying to know i've been trying to think about like what is another plan what's another like limited time frame thing no it's so hard to find something this i mean like we all we all come and go well maybe we don't all that's like my adhd speaking we all have hobbies and abandon them don't we like we all take up new hobbies and then abandon them i mean that's um, half of what all of 2020 and onward has been like you know like from the bread making uh wordle what wordle is now on the way out right it's been a hot four weeks and oh <laughs> uh, i finally just randomly tried it the other day for the first time and i was like oh okay i don't i don't uh, whatever no words um do not ask I, me I, yeah my my husband words. is my husband is extremely good at word word scramble type stuff so scramble he's much I better do, at but like the pressure of coming up with a five letter word i'd rather just like play minecraft or whatever mine mine minesweep <laughs> or whatever it's originally based after oh god yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that was very old school uh, yeah yeah i guess yeah i think and i think yeah that's just sort of uh where i am with everything is i just I don't want it to be high pressure. I don't want it to be stressful. I don't want other people to make it stressful. I just want to help people and I want to support the brands I want to support um, and try to just be more mindful of that to support. And it's just something that I might end up moving forward a little bit with continuing it with volunteering or try to maybe do something professionally with it. I don't know. Um, I did briefly work with social media, um, with petite crown for a bit in the beginning when the company first started. Um, and I did really enjoy that. Um, but I do have to say that a lot of why I've been hesitant to do that again is I think I've become a dinosaur. (laughs) My skill level, um, for the way social media is now is uh, very, very limited. I was like, cause there is, and Laura and I, like Laura and I talked about this the other day, is that there is this, there is this unique capacity once you're done diapering in which you get to sit back and observe. Um, and you're no longer like in it and you get to figure out what's going on in the community from this very outside perspective that is kind of um, a fascinating 
experience to be in and I, I think you're like in this uh, transition zone that is you know yeah of- where I'm 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 seeing the eventual lock of diapers needing to exist in the household <laughs> you know like eventually the, all these things will be gone um and I guess that's the part that <laughs> I mean I mean well you're you've made this into part of your life I've, well yes so. I've tried to make it into a business but my husband also walks in every now and then and goes when are, when are you when are those going away and I go I don't I don't know uh yes. not yet anyway like not yet um yeah we've been chatting I think- for a while I was gonna say like to wrap up for the audience and that you guys can find Karen's um Karen uses unicorn clean her story about her wash routine on the clothpodcast.com and you can find you on Instagram yeah uh, my handle is fit food girl 22 and okay. you can drop in there and message me if you have questions anytime what's with the name what's with the name well the original meaning of the name when I probably created the account who knows how many years ago was it was started more originally because I am a I'm trying to continue to be a runner and by trying I mean it's after two kids and you know it's it's hard Um, and I'm trying I was I'm trying to continue to be a runner and I also had started my own kind of like health kick sort of, but you know, it's technically more of a health kick because I'm trying to sustain it, you know, but I'd gone towards a more plant-based, uh, vegan, minorly vegetarian. I call myself an imperfect vegan. So that's like, all right, that was it for show 118. I will be bringing you another podcast episode as soon as I have a minute. And if you're looking for a new place to shop organic kids clothing, cloth diapers, maternity, or maybe you just need some winter boots, come check us out at nestinsprout.ca. That's where you can now find me on the web.